Good morning, folks out there in Rob is Right land. You have tuned into the Daily Rob, and you might be saying to yourself, where is Stu? Stu is on a secret mission on behalf of the Western democracies. And I can't really talk about it, but um, he might be back. He might not. He's fearless. So if he does come back, y'all thank him for saving America. All right. Let's see, what does Stu generally say? He says, let's give Rob a big applause. How about that? All right, and he also generally says that you should subscribe to our sites. And we have our, our, our link tree, all my links. Look, pick something, and um, tune in every day. Become a subscriber. All right, fight on state, fight on state, go blue and white. What fight song is that, folks? Penn State. Well, Alex Stein, the, com the comedian, you might remember him. He was the one who heckled AOC on the Capitol steps. He was there at Penn State for a, a comedy show. And what happens? Uh, because he's conservative, Penn State University cancels the show and they denounce him. Now, they say that they canceled it because for safety concerns. Um, but he's just one guy, and he's surrounded by a mob. He didn't want to cancel the show. Uh, but anyway, he's attacked by a mob, and he's laughing at them because they're just little children. And this one gal is just, she's just unhinged. And he tells her, hey, I love you. She spits on him, okay? I feel like I'm losing my mind. I am too, guys. I'm primetime 99. Right. I just want to say you guys are a poor representation of the youth of our nation. What's going on in this country now is the government uh, in its role as educators, you know, they control the public school system. They control the money going to private schools, private universities. They indoctrinate children um, to be these woke little assholes. The president of Penn State is a lady by the name of Neely Bendapati. And uh, a number of news organizations called her to denounce the, the fact that they canceled this, that the girl spit on the guy. Nothing. Crickets. Um, that's the state of modern education today, folks. And you know what? Modern education sucks. These kids aren't learning anything. Moving on as far as spoiled kids are concerned, and this is just unbelievable. So today, 
uh, Elon Musk is closing on Twitter. And Elon has said, I say Elon because we're on a first name basis. But Elon has said he's going to fire like um, 75% of the little twits who work at Twitter. And uh, they sent him a demand letter. <laughs> and here's what it says. Um, we demand we demand of current future leadership respect. We demand leadership to respect the platform and the workers who maintain it by committing to uh, preserving the current headcount. Well, let me tell you, I would fire every fucking one of them. The way you earn respect is you work your fucking ass off and you show the boss man that you have value. Uh, that's how you earn respect, you little twits, um, Palo Alto twits. And the problem here, folks, is these kids, these tech companies, when they first take off, they're so profitable. They're making so much money um, that they're not bound by the disciplines of the market. Well, now you are. And that's the way the world works. Um, safety. They demand safety. They want the leadership not to discriminate against workers on the basis of race, gender, disability, sexual orientation, or political beliefs. Political beliefs. Now, see, now they say political beliefs when they ask anybody who isn't a woke punk. We demand Elon Musk explicitly commit to preserve our benefits, those both listed in the merger agreement and, and not, such as remote work. We demand leadership to establish and ensure fair severance policies for all the workers uh, and dignity. We demand transparent, prompt, and thoughtful communication uh, around our working conditions. Who does this? Fire them all, Elon. Fire them all. Uh, they also say that Elon Musk's plan to lay off 75% of Twitter workers will hurt Twitter's ability to serve the public conversation. Well, how the hell are they serving the public conversation now when they limit free speech? All right, everybody saw the... Um, I can't think of who uh, John Fetterman is most like. Is he like Lurch in the um, Adams Family? Is he like Uncle Fester or is he more like Frankenstein? Uh, everybody who saw the debate last night saw a guy who really has no mental faculties. As lieutenant governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. So I think it's it's critical that we be con consistent, and I do not believe in supporting the uh, Supreme Court. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. He's an extreme leftist. Um, he's got loads of scandals. Um, he's never worked in his life. Um, he, um, 
the little town he was a mayor of, he kind of bought that position. It's 2,000 people in the Pennsylvania Appalachian country. If you've ever been to that part of the world, it ain't pretty. Um, anyway, um, but the real problem, besides his lack of cognitive ability, is the, see, I always see the big picture. The real problem is power means so much to the Democratic Party. They're putting this stooge in there. He's not there to serve the interest of people in the Keystone State. He's there as a tool to a national power movement. And it's cruel what they're doing to this guy. And the fact that they would continue to have this guy run um, uh, shows you they're not interested in individuality. They're not interested in Pennsylvania. They're interested in their national far left agenda. And uh, the ends justify the means. You can put up a Frankenstein like this guy. As long as he does what they tell him to do, it's okay. And let's not think about him and his family. It's cruel to put this guy through this. Um, if you cared about him, he would seek help. But it shows you what they're made of. I don't know if you listened to this, but, but yesterday... Here is the president of the United States, supposedly the strongest country in the world, talking about the fees that airlines charges charge passengers. Decision. Some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money. But you don't know it until you purchase your ticket. Look, folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair and they hit marginalized Americans the hardest, especially low income folks and people of color. They benefit big corporations, not consumers. You know, there are bigger issues in the world. Um, and he talks about how the fees are unfair to uh, a mar marginalized Americans, especially people of color. And what they're talking about is fat people sometimes have to pay more for a seat. Seems fair to me. But this, this is the way the left uses race for everything. In the real world, if you want to help folks, you say, stop eating so fucking much and lose some weight. Uh, that's why you're paying more for your seat. But in the racial division world, you blame everything on race. And it doesn't help the people who you say are being hurt by the so-called racial division. It's just, it's just unbelievable how low they are all the time um, trying to divide this country and not helping people. Biden also said, um, again, you remember he's Joe from Scranton, the working guy, the lunch pail bucket guy, you know, he, all the lies he's told about how his parents talked about the um, gas prices, blah, blah, blah. Of course, when he was a boy, they were stable for years. Uh, but he's in he, had, he was in his fake White House room yesterday across the street from the White House, and there's nobody in there but um, smug East Coast el elitists, and he identifies with them and says, a lot of you came from uh, backgrounds like I came from. In other words, he came from a East Coast smug elitist background. I'm not being solicitous here. I say to the press here, a lot of you come from backgrounds like I came from. We're not poor. So he plays it both ways. I mean, does he remember all the times he's talked about how he's working class Joe from Scranton? All right. Now, this is serious business here, folks. 
we all listen up. We've been spending, we've spent like a hundred billion dollars on Ukraine. And months ago, we ran a story about these bio labs in Ukraine. Okay. There are 46 of them. Okay. And what is Hunter Biden doing with his hands in the middle of that mix? Well, the Russian Defense Department, I think in May, reported on all this. And they had some pretty accurate reporting. You know why? Because they don't have to lie. Because it's already out there. And this is how the swamp in Washington works. Um, these bio labs were funded by the United States government, along with World Economic Forum folks like uh, George Soros and Bill Gates. We know they're involved in the funding. So the way it works, and Stewart's going to put up um, a couple of graphs. One shows all of the bio labs and where they are. The second one is a graph with a flow chart. Um, and what you see is the United States government funds, puts up a bunch of money. Then it uses its guarantee power to guarantee the funding of private entities. Now, who do you think the private entities are? They're people like Hunter Biden, who has his hands in Ukraine. What is Hunter Biden doing with his hands in Ukraine? And we've already spoke about um, this entity, Mebalata, uh, that he funded. Um, now, what the Russian, and that is a subcontractor of this group called Black and Beach, which has had Department of Defense contracts um, and Department of Contracts work in Ukraine. Now, what the Russians are saying is, all this is, is a way to funnel money back to the Democratic Party because uh, it's laundered through these entities. you got federal money laundered through all this stuff, and then it comes back in the form of campaign contributions and enriching the friends of the Democratic Party. It is corruption on steroids. But we might be in a in a war. We are in a war right now, um, and we might be drawn into a massive war that has nuclear implications uh, because of this skullduggery going on amongst crooks in Washington and the Democratic Party. Our whole Ukraine policy, foreign policy, might be based on this and keeping it quiet. Uh, and having all this corruption not come to light. Another quick little story that's going on is Senator Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley of Iowa, Ron Johnson's of Wisconsin, they released 200 pages of Hunter Biden financial transactions in China with entities closely associated with the Communist Party, 200 pages. And they wrote to the uh, prosecutor in Delaware. Um, and I think they're also, you know, the Justice Department in Washington saying, 
here's 200 pages of evidence of corruption uh, that can lead to blackmail. I think they use that word. And if you haven't dug this up, you should have. Now, this is only a fraction of the transactions, and they had to do with an entity he formed, the Biden family formed, because this is Biden family stuff, not just Hunter Biden. Um, uh, it, companies called called Hudson West, West 3, Hudson West 4, and Hudson West 5, um, all dealing with, I don't know how many, if you have 200 pages, you have way more than 200 transactions going back and forth between the parties. My guess is it's a huge smoking gun. Well, folks, that's what I got for you today. As I look at my watch now, Stu is probably sw swimming with the, wheel, with the SEAL teams. And um, I think the explosive devices have probably gone off by now. Let's hope he got out of range. So until tomorrow. Been around the world twice. Talked to everyone once. Seen two whales fuck. Been to three world fairs. And I even know a man in Thailand with a wooden cock. I push more Peter, more sweeter and more completer than any other Peter Pusher around. I'm a hard-bodied, hairy-chested, rootin', tootin', shootin', parachutin', demolition, double-cap, crimpin' frogman. There ain't nothing I can't do, no sky too high, no sea too rough, no muff too tough. Learned a lot of lessons in my life. Never shoot a large-caliber man with a small-caliber bullet. Drive all kinds of trucks. Two buys, four buys, six buys. Those big motherfuckers that bend and go when you step on the brakes. Anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing. Moderation's for cowards. I'm a lover, I'm a fighter, I'm a UDT Navy SEAL diver. I'll wine, dine, intertwine, then sneak out the back door when the refueling is done. So if you're feeling froggy, then you better jump, because this frogman's been there, done that, and is going back for more. Cheers, boys.